It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hello, everybody. I'm Martha McCallum. Welcome to the Untold Story podcast. Today, we're bringing you a story that was truly chilling to me when I heard it as a parent. And I think it struck a nerve with really any mom or any dad who could imagine how terrifying this situation was. And the really scary thing is that we are seeing these kinds of things happening more and more as AI is able to recreate the voices of the people we love. So with that, I want to bring in Jennifer DiStefano. And Jennifer, hi. It's great to have you with us today. And if you would, just you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, whatever you, you want to share. And I know your family lives in Arizona. And, and tell us what happened to you. Hi, Martha. Thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, we live in Arizona. I'm a mother of four. I have two boys and two girls. And um, my kids are very ambitious uh, athletes and tend to scatter all over the place as they pursue their different interests. And um, this was just another Friday, like every other weekend, where unfortunately we divide and conquer, where my husband will take some and I take the others, depending upon where they're competing or where they're training for the weekends. And um, my older daughter hadn't ra- ski raced in a few years, and she wanted to jump into a competition with her younger brother um, up north. And my younger daughter had a dance competition that she had to prepare for down in the valley. So unfortunately, we were divided that weekend. And I went to go pick up my younger daughter from rehearsal. And I got a phone call from an unknown number and was going to ignore it. I usually ignore numbers I don't recognize or if they come. But sometimes with unknown, I thought maybe Bree could have gotten hurt. She's my older daughter up skiing. So I thought just on chance I should answer it as I was getting out of my car. And I was not prepared at all for what was gonna happen next. It was my daughter crying and sobbing, saying, mom, and um, I asked her what happened, thinking nothing of it. And she proceeded to tell me, mom, I messed up, crying and sobbing. I thought maybe she got hurt. It wouldn't be the first time. And she then um, proceeded to tell me that these bad men have her and started pleading and crying for help as a man takes over the phone and starts to make threats about how he's going to kill her. He's going to pop her full of drugs. Mm. He's going to have his way with her. If I let anybody know, if I reach out to anybody and then he's kidnapped her and then I better do as I'm told or else. Um, And at that moment I was launched into four minutes of just pure terror. So I was fortunate to have some other moms around me uh, as I had the phone on speaker who went to help one call 911 who during the phone call tipped us off that there's an AI scam going on where they can not just use their voice, but they can use their cries or inflection. Um, I was really sure I had spoken to my daughter though. So it gave me hope, but I didn't believe it. Um, and in the process, the man was demanding $50,000 ransom. It came down from a million dollars. Uh, he was refusing a wire transfer, though. He was demanding that he come physically pick me up with the cash and transport me in a van with a bag over my head to my daughter. And if I didn't have all the money, then we're both dead. 
And in that process, the other mom was able to get my husband on the phone with my younger daughter's phone and secure that my older daughter was safe with him, uh, which I didn't believe in the first few times that um, I was told this. And I required that I speak to my older daughter just to confirm mm-hmm. and speak to her because I was so sure I had spoken to her in the possession of these horrible men that it still claiming that they had possession of her. And um, she kept telling me that she was safe with her dad. She didn't know what was going on, that she was okay. I asked her a couple of questions to confirm that it was really her I was speaking to. Um, and then that, at that point, then I knew that she was safe. And um, I, when I called the men out, they still told me that they had my daughter, that they were still going to kill her, um, the things they were going to do with her. I hung up on them and I called the police and the police were very familiar with this scam. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't anything that they could really do at that point. And uh, they just considered it a prank call and it was left for that. Mm. And I put it out to the community and I was shocked at how many different variations of similar stories and people, how much they've lost and um, whether it be money or driving to Mexico or whatever the situation might be. But this is something that is escalating to such a scary level and is becoming really prevalent in our community. Yeah, it's it's an absolutely terrifying story. And, you know, one of the things, so once you realized, once you were, first of all, let me back up. So when you were listening to your daughter's voice and she was crying and saying that she had messed up, did at any time, did you have any doubt you know, is this really her? Like, does it actually sound like her or did it sound exactly like her? And there was no doubt. It sounded exactly like her. There was no doubt. She's Mm. not a screamer. She doesn't wail. She doesn't freak out. She's very much an internal controlled crying sob. And she had uh, had an, an accident years past where she had run into some ski gates and got a bad bone contusion. And it was very much the conversation like I had had with her in those moments wow. years prior. So I never doubted for one moment was her. I wasn't in a state of duress when she first called me. Um, extreme athletes, you're always a risk of getting hurt. As long as you're okay and you're calling me, we can fix it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until the man took over the phone and told me he had possession of my daughter did I start to go into a state of panic. Crazy. How did they get her voice? Do you, do you know? I don't know. Her voice, she's done a couple interviews for some sports, uh, but she's not out there that much. A lot of athletes, when they're trying to compete for D1 scholarships or trying to put their names out to college recruiters, They'll, ha- they'll be out on different uh, social media platforms, but never her cries and her sobs. And she's not a, a personally social media person. She has 32 followers on TikTok. So, and it's a private account. So I'm, I, that baffles me. There's obviously some element of cyber stalking going on here to have mm-hmm. her information and relate it to me. And that's what concerns me the most is that these people are cyber stalking our children. Yeah. No, it it is so crazy. So when you realized, when you were able to confirm, thank God, and it's great that you had friends around who were working the phones and, and trying to also do what they could do at the same time. But what I'm curious what you said to them when you realized that they were lying to you and they didn't have her and they were asking you for all this money. What did you say to them? I was furious at that point. I called them out that this was the worst scam I've ever heard of in my life. Um, and they still defended that it wasn't a scam, that they had possession of my daughter, that they were going to kill her, that I better be do as Mm -hmm. I'm told. And that 
made me even angrier. Uh, and I made a commitment at that point that I was going to do whatever I could to stop them, that they were not going to hurt my daughter, myself, nor anybody else if, it, if I had anything to do with it. The Untold Story continues right after this. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. So did you worry that they had information about your family? You have three other children. You know, what did the police say about that when you talked to them? So I was concerned about that. When I called the police, uh, I spoke to the person who answers the phone. I didn't actually speak to a police officer. I was offered to speak to one later who would also have to call me from an unknown number, which gave me scared right. because I didn't want to any more unknown numbers. But the police weren't able to do anything because of the fact that no money had been transferred and I hadn't physically been picked up. But I was concerned. I brought up the topic of cyberstalking. I brought up the topic of the attempted kidnapping, um, the threats to murder. But they were all dead ends in the conversation. So, you know, I mean, I, I know you testified before Congress about this as well. What is your goal in doing that now that this happened to you? And you say that, you know, you've now been awa- made aware of people who actually gave money up and, you know, the scam went further and further. And I just want to point out, you know, there have always been scams. And I, it sounds like they downplayed it a bit to you. I, I think this is a terrifying story. And the fact that people can recreate our loved ones' voices and put us into this kind of panic, I think, is just going to get worse and worse and worse. So what did you want? What was your point in testifying before Congress? And did you get anything from it? My point in testifying before Congress was to gain awareness and to create some kind of actual consequence so that this type of scam can be pursued. Money scams have been around forever, but this is a whole different level. This is terrorizing. This is also an element of cyber stalking. This involves juveniles as well. This is a whole different level than just I'm calling or I'm, I need you to send me money to Zimbabwe or right. wherever, because whatever the situation might be. Um, this is a whole different level. And this is a much more intimate level too. So I wanted to create uh, some kind of consequence, some kind of action, some kind of criminal level. When Senator Ossoff had called the Scottsdale Phoenix Police Department and talked to them about this and was verified that the police weren't able to do anything or were not doing anything, he was horrified in that too and made a personal commitment that that needs to end. So the conversation now, which I'm very appreciative, is you know, in both parties, it's unilateral that we need to have some kind of action to make this stop because otherwise we're enabling it to continue to escalate into what level? What if I would have gotten in that van? Is that what it would take for me to physically be kidnapped in order for this to actually come to a stop? That's the conversations we're having now. Yeah. You know, one of the things that has occurred to me when I hear these stories, and it really impacted me when I heard your story, because I have three kids, similar ages. Um, so is do families need to develop, you know, a word that they can use so that if you are in trouble and you call me, there's some way to that I know that it's actually you? Is that something that's recommended or not? Yeah. So family safe word is a really good uh, tool resource to have. Uh, and I would highly recommend to use something that's not out there. Um, I did have another mom friend who they called with her son's voice and they used a unique nickname. So she immediately recognized the nickname and then 
for her, that was validation when in fact he was safe at school. Mm. So make sure you have something that's not out there anywhere uh, that you can use to validate their identity. And unfortunately, we're having to get to that level. They can even use technology where they can make it look like they're calling from your child's phone as well, Mm. or to your child that happened to another mom that I know as well. So you really need to have some kind of identifying tools unique to your family that in order to validate. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like, you know, I, I, and what other ways, like, you know, picking up an unknown number. I mean, we all sort of avoid doing that. But as you said, in your situation, you were concerned because your kids were in different places and you wanted to make sure everyone was okay. So has anyone given you any advice about whether or not we should be doing that? Picking up an unknown number? Yeah. So unfortunately, with picking up unknown numbers or numbers you don't recognize, what I've had it happen before my children had to call me from a friend's number because their phone died. Right. So have children, you need to make yourself accessible. And then unknown numbers too, by definition, when they come in through unknown, can be a doctor, it can become a hospital, it can be the police, right? right? Because when they were offering the police to contact me to make it to have a further conversation it was going to come from an unknown number. So unfortunately, block numbers, you need to pick up as well, because those are usually are a, 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 can be an emergency situation. So it really does kind of put us in that predicament of how do you filter phone calls? Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's your advice? You know, what, what advice would you give to, to parents about what you went through? And what are you doing now differently, if anything, in your family to to prevent this from happening again, Jennifer? My greatest advice is communication. Communicate with your kids where they are. My daughter was with my husband, so I was able to reach out to him and we were able to secure that she was safe um, because I knew where she was supposed to be. So communicate with your kids. Where are they? Communicate with the kids. This is going on too. This technology can be used in so many different facets. It can be used for bullying at school. Um, Sextortion is a big topic. It sure is. um, Yeah. You know, that's being used against teens too. So be open and having those conversations, create a safe place for your child to come to you or any loved one to come to you, your elderly parents too. It's a, it's an issue going on with them as well to have those conversations, have those safe words, Um, and just make sure that you're aware and uh, ask people for help. That's the biggest thing. When I put this out there in the community, a lot of people were afraid to speak about it or afraid to seek help because of the threats that were being made towards their loved ones. If I didn't have those other team of moms around me, there's no way I would have been able to dissect this to love I was as fast as I was. And it would have been a much more tragic possible outcome if they hadn't, if I hadn't asked for help. Absolutely. And you just mentioned something really important and that's older, you know, grandparents, because those kind of scams. I remember years ago, someone called my mom and said that, you know, oh, it's your grandson. And um, she, you know, and this was before you could do the AI voice copying thing, which obviously makes it a million times harder. But um, she asked questions because she thought it's something seemed not right about his middle name or something like that um, and was able to figure it out. But with this layer to it, I mean, it's very difficult for older people to navigate this. I mean, you know, they'll get calls like, oh, somebody said I'm supposed to fix something on my computer, you know, and and they believe it because they just sort of grew up in a different time. Yeah, to your point, my mother actually received a phone call with my brother's voice. So Mm -hmm. it was in November with an AI 
Um, my mother is hard of hearing, so she kept asking them to repeat because they were in a state of duress. Uh, my brother was claiming that he was in an accident. And when she was asking to repeat, they kept saying, don't you recognize me, mom? It's your son. It's your son. And then she picked up right away. That's not how my brother would speak to her. Mm -hmm. So she told them to go find the real mother and hung up on them. <laughs> <laughs> she never I thought know. to tell me because she was able to figure it out that way. Right. But they, it, she's like, Jen, it sounded just like your brother. It was your brother completely, except for it was not your brother's language. It was not the way he would have talked to me. And that's how I was able to figure it out. Wow. Well, um, we all have to be just savvy beyond um, anything we ever imagined. And I'm, I'm so grateful that your daughter was fine and that it was a hoax. But I just, you know, you're never going to get those four minutes back. I'm sure your heart was stopped the entire time. So I'm glad that you're using it to make other people aware, Jennifer, and to try to wake up folks in Congress and in law enforcement as well. So thank you so much for talking with us today. It's it's nice to meet you and, and good luck to you. And I, I all the best to you and your family. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.